Hey, it's Mark Harbert, and you've just tuned in to the Fearless Influencer Podcast. Get ready for turbocharged tips and insider secrets from today's online rock stars. Strap in, because this episode is about to take off. Today, we're going to talk about the art of the close and six questions that you should ask to close more sales and get more signups in your business. Because really, when it gets down to it, everything we do from marketing all the way down to having those one-on-one conversations is all about how do we build our business effectively, build positive relationships, and (laughs) it gets down to it just building our business. That's really what we're after and what we want to accomplish. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about it. One of the things that we do on a regular basis is we're out there creating videos, creating content, doing things on social media, creating curiosity posts, getting people to take action, opting in for our you know offers, getting on the phone, whatever it is, Zoom calls, all those things, they all lead to moving people in a direction that is in a positive way for our business, right? The thing is that once you move people through a process and you get them to take a look at your presentation, whatever it is that you're selling, if it's a network marketing opportunity or a course that you're selling or an affiliate product of some sort, it all comes down to how do you get them to say yes or no? How do you get them to make a decision? And if there's one thing that I've learned in my 50 years of life is that if people can put off making a decision, they will procrastinate until forever if you let them. And the truth is when I am talking with somebody if I want to work with them, if I if it's clear to me that there's somebody that I would want to work with, I want a decision one way or the other. And for me, it's sometimes pretty obvious what the decision is going to be just talking to the person. Sometimes I don't want to pursue anything with them based on the conversation and I'll point them in, an, in another direction. So when you get down to it and you have somebody that you'd like to work with, there are six questions you can ask and we're going to go through them. I'm going to talk to you about the benefits of them. And I will tell you that a lot of these questions that I'm going to give you are questions that I learned being a part of network marketing uh, because they're incredibly effective. They'll work with pretty much anything that you're selling. But if you learn how to ask them in the right way and you've gotten to a point of somebody who's taken the necessary steps and moved through the process, these will work out in your favor one way or the other. And the very first question, that you want to ask, assuming someone has seen your presentation, you're either chatting with them on social media or you're on the phone with them. The very first question is, what did you like best about what you saw? That is the first question. And the reason I love this question is because it actually focuses on the positive aspects of the presentation. So what's happening is you're actually diverting their thinking to what is what's positive about it. And if you notice, a lot of people will tend to go toward the negative. If they have something that isn't quite up to what they think it should be, or a lot of times people will hone in on one little detail of something that they don't like, instead of giving it as more of an open question, you're asking them, what did you like best? In other words, what was the one thing that really stuck out stuck out, out to you? What stuck out to you? And what is it that really stands out in your mind 
that would make this a positive thing for you. And so you're getting them to focus on that. And it really guides the direction of their responses. That's really what that is. And so that question is very effective. And as you ask these questions, especially that one, what happens is now based on their response, you can go take the conversation in whichever direction that you need it to go. All right. So that's the first one. What did you like best about what you saw? Now, the second question is more of a a gauge. And our goal is to also gauge their level of interest. The the second question is, on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you? And so what'll happen is they'll give you that, that number. Let's just say it's a six, okay? On a six, I'm interested, few questions. Right there, then and there, that gives you that ability to figure out where their level of interest is. And then from there, you can take it off again in another direction. But this is a gauge for you And it helps you to figure out where they're at. So the closer they are to 10, if they're a six, you know that they've probably got some questions that they want to ask about your presentation or about your product or your course or whatever it is that you're selling with them or your high ticket program, whatever it is, they're going to be more apt if the number's closer to 10. But no, if it's not a 10 and they're just like, I'm all in, I'm ready to go, then you probably have some other questions to answer an answer for them and help them make a positive decision. So that's number two on a scale of one to 10. How interested are you? Question number three is how much money would you need to make per month for this to be worth your time? And this is a very important one because the goal here is we don't want to assume what the prospects interest money goals are. I have found over the years that while it might sound great on a marketing page, it might sound great in a marketing email of making $10,000 a month, that might not necessarily be your prospect's goal. Sometimes the overwhelming majority of people just want to make an extra $500 to $1,000 a month. So you don't ever want to assume what their income goals are. Some people have huge lofty goals and you want to know that. And that's why this question is really meant to help that. And it really, from there, again, based on their response, you can then tailor the conversation in that direction. So every one of these questions that you're asking are probing questions to really start so you can steer the conversation in the direction to either get more questions answered or, again, to make them may help them make a positive decision. And a positive decision... I don't mean, when I say positive decision, I don't mean that means that they're going to sign up. You really have to think of it. Sometimes a positive decision for somebody is to not sign up. There have been plenty of times where I've had people going to sign up for something. And I remember one specifically several years ago, and I had this lady on the phone and she was signing up for an opportunity that I was a part of. And she she was excited. She was ready to go. And I took her to the sign up page and I'm on the phone with her. And I'm talking to her and I'm starting to walk her through the process. And she made this one comment and she said, I need to make money in the next 30 days that this is going to work for me. And I said, stop right there. Don't fill that out. I said, talk to me more about that first. Now I could have signed her up, could have got the commission, could have done all that. And come to find out that she had just lost her job 
and she was looking for something in addition to what she was doing. So that comment, I need to make money in the next 30 days if this is going to work. I actually stopped her and encouraged her not to sign up. I actually said to her, what I would do first is go and secure your needs. Take care of that. Go If you're going to look for another job, go look for another job. Get yourself set up and then come back and talk to me in six months. And we'll talk then if you're in a better position. But I said, you're going to put unnecessary pressure on yourself to make this work. And what's going to happen is if you get to the end of that 30 days and you haven't accomplished what you think you need to accomplish, then you're probably going to be upset. And I don't want that. So I would much rather you go secure yourself, get yourself taken care of, and then let's look at this a couple months down the road. Do you know what happened? It was like six months later, she came back to me and said, thank you. Um, I've got a job. I'm stable. I'm ready to sign up now. Boom. That was a positive decision for her. Okay. And this is one of the big things you have to do when you go into a closing situation where you're going to sign somebody up for something is you got to remember, it's not about you. It's not about your need to make a commission. And I'm telling you all the sales gurus out there, quite frankly, they piss me off because I'm so tired of it that it's about strong arming people into making sales. And I see them out there. You, when you do that, you create a really crappy reputation for people that are trying to do it right. You have to think of the other person. Now, I'm all about making money. I am all about it. I want to make a lot of money in my business, but I do not want to do it at the expense of other people. I don't want other people to be hurt in making a decision. I want it to be a positive experience for them. And a lot of people can go out there and they can float there. Hey, we've made $5 million this year. And you also got a trail of pissed off people who felt like they were strong-armed into buying something they didn't really want to buy. And believe me, I've seen it over and over. And that's one of the things that a lot of these gurus, they don't tell you. These sales gurus that will help you close more sales. Okay? So they can tout their numbers all they want. But when it really comes down to is this is why used car salesmen have such a bad rap. Okay? There are so many good used car salesmen out there. But... They have gotten a bad rap because there are used car salesmen who are horrible, okay? I have a guy that I work with to buy my cars from, the best, awesome, I love him, never feel pressure with him. You know why? Because he cares about the customer more than he cares about making a sale. He actually, one time, this is a guy I buy my cars from, okay, we just bought another car uh, a little over a month ago. Go to him, I'm like, hey, we need to buy this car. And what was interesting about it was he said to me, we were looking at another car on their lot, which we were looking at GM cars. And this was a Ford car on their Ford lot. And he said, if you want to take a look at the Ford, I can totally take you over there and, and connect you with one of the other sales guys that handles the Ford side. But my goal is just to make sure you get what you need and what you're looking for. I was like, Dude, I don't want a Ford anymore. I want to work with you. I'll buy a GM. Forget the Ford. We're done. I was just like, to me, that showed me his motivation. And that's what you got to have. People will appreciate that. So while people might be making a lot of sales, the goal is we want to do it in a way that makes sure it benefits that person and that they get the value that they feel they need. 
So it takes a little extra work to probe and find out where they're at. Okay. So just to recap the first three questions, what did you like best about what you saw? Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how interested are you? And question number three is how much money would you need to make per month for this to be worth your time? Okay. And question number four, this is a really good question because it really digs deep on what is their commitment to this. And this is where, you know, another thing, this could be a qualifying question. Okay. It is a qualifying question because the goal is having people that have realistic expectations is another thing. Okay. Now, especially when it comes to selling, what happens is, and I'm going to get to the question here in a second, but what happens is if people's expectations are here and this is what ha- gets met here, there's a gap between their expectation and what was actually delivered. And you know what that means? That gap, it means pissed off customer. It means pissed off person. Our goal is to find out what their expectation is and either meet or exceed that expectation in one way or another. So this question is really good at doing that. And how many hours would you be willing to commit to your business to reach your monthly income goal? So question number three, we're asking them, how much do you want to make per month? And then we're backing it up with question number four, how much time or how many hours can you realistically commit to this? And are you willing to commit to this? Now I've talked to people before and they've said, I want to make $10,000 a month, or I want to make $20,000 a month. And I'm like, cool. How much time do you think you can dedicate to this to make it worth your while? And they're like, I think I could do two or three hours a week. And I'm like, (laughs) come on. Like you really think you're going to be able to build that kind of income. That's an unrealistic expectation. And I could sit there and I go, Oh, absolutely. We can do that. You can do it. Absolutely. I know you can do it. I believe in you and I know you can do it, but you know it. And I know it. And everybody that has built a successful business knows that is complete bull. Okay. You've got to commit to this thing. And if you're not willing to give it a realistic expectation and some effort and some time into building it, then you can't expect to get a realistic result. So you need to know where are their expectations. And this question really helps get to the heart of their expectation. And it really, the goal is you want to align their goals, their income goals with what your opportunity or product or service or course or high ticket program can do for them. Okay. You want to align those two. And the goal is to align them, find out what they are, and then help get them in that direction, okay? But the key about that question is that it really assesses their level of commitment. And if their level of commitment is in line with what's realistically doable, then you know you've got somebody who's a potential really good prospect to sign up for your program, okay? So question number five, how many months can you commit to working this amount of hours. Again, that digs a little bit deeper on it. So how much are you willing to commit per month? And then question five, and the reason I love question five is because one of the things that I learned early on in my career in in home business, and I learned this again in network marketing, was Jeff Olson, who used to be a part of an opportunity that I was a part of. And one of the things that he used to talk about were the 10 core commitments. And the one commitment that really stood out to me the most was be here a year from now. 
And I always used to say, be here a year from now. And the more I would just repeat that to myself and I would say over and over, be here a year from now. And that just is constantly setting the bar. Be here a year from now. This is not one of those things that you can just expect to throw a little bit of time in and expect to see something huge. And that's part of the problem the network marketing industry has. It's a big problem of direct sales, a big problem of just selling in general is especially when it comes to the make money online space is unrealistic expectations. And when unrealistic expectations are not met, you get pissed off people. That's where you hear scam this, scam that, scam here, scam that, because people are selling people. They're overselling and under delivering. And that is another thing that I learned in network marketing was undersell, over deliver. Remember what we talked about expectations and what where they get met? If their expectation is here and you come in here, you have pissed off people, right? But if their expectation is here and your delivery is here, guess what? You've got, that's raving fan, baby. That's somebody who is loving what you do. Like they are, they're just sold a hundred percent. And not only are they satisfied, they're a raving fan. And that means they're going to go out and tell other people. Okay. And I'll tell you this right now, this is a little bonus tip within a tip. Okay. Regarding expectations is the worst advice I've ever heard when it comes to the online marketing space is charge what you're worth. Horrible advice. It's absolutely horrible advice. If you want to charge what you're worth, you couldn't afford me if I charge what I'm worth. I know my value. I know what I'm willing to give. However, what I do know is that my goal is to create raving fans. I want people to buy my products and services, but I want them to go away thinking I just ripped him off. Like I got so much value for what he gave me that I'll sing his praises all day long. And that has always been my goal because I've learned some of these principles early on. So this always comes down to expectation. What kind of expectations are you creating? This question can help you gauge expectation. So how many months can you commit to working this amount of hours? So it's not just how many can you commit monthly, but how long do you think you can do that? Okay, that's question number five. Question number six is if I could show you how to build an income of whatever their income goal was, working this many hours per week or over the course of this many months, would you be ready to get started today? If they get to that point, okay? If you get to that point where you feel the expectations are met and that they're realistic expectations, and some people seem to think they don't like the idea of realistic expectations. What what do you mean? Like, Realistic goals. People, some people get triggered by that idea of realistic goals. No, realistic goals are what basically every single corporation runs on. Like they want goals. Of course, you can always exceed those goals, but set goals that are achievable. And then when you reach those goals, set new goals. It's, I don't know, that's a whole nother discussion we'll talk about sometime. But so that's the next one. If I could show you how to build an income of what your income goal was over the course of working this many hours per week or per month, over this many months, would you be willing to get started today? And that is a great question because 
if they've met all of the criteria of the closing questions that you've asked them prior to, they're more than likely going to be ready. And you feel they could come in. Remember the question we said on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you? They could be a six. And by the end of your conversation, they're a 10 because you've answered and addressed some of those concerns that people have. And these questions are meant to pull those concerns out of people so that you can then address those concerns and uh, see where it goes. And you could potentially have a new team member, a new member, uh, a new course buyer, a new high ticket coaching client, whatever it is that you're promoting. And this will have a huge effect on uh, that going forward. Let's do a quick recap of these questions and then we'll close it out. Number one is what did you like best? Number two, on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you? Question number three, how much money would you need to make per month for this to be worth your time? Question number four, how many hours would you be willing to commit to your business to reach your monthly income goal? Question five is how many months can you commit to working this amount of hours? And question number six is if I could show you how to build an income working an income of whatever their goal is, this many hours per week or per month over the course of this amount of time. In other words, the answers to the questions that you pulled from them previously, would you be willing to get started today? If you can learn those questions, those are great ways to pull out expectations and uh, raise concerns so that people can get their questions answered. You've been listening to the Fearless Influencer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a positive review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. If you want more tips, tricks, and strategies to help you become a fearless influencer, be sure to visit my blog at markharbert.com and let's be sure to connect. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.